So we're in a series called Rhythms, and uh, the idea here is that, as the video kind of showed, um, there is a way that you can be in sync. I believe that everything in life has a rhythm to it. There's sort of a flow to everything like we heard, and I believe it's the same thing in our relationship with God. We can, um, we can get out of sync. There's things that we can do. There's choices that we can make that kind of throw us off, and um, we're, we took a look at some of the key components uh, in our walk with God that sort of keep us in sync, that keep us moving in our relationship with God. And so a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the idea of faith, having faith and using our faith um, to, that keeps us in sync. And, and we talked about how faith is an action word. It, you, you use your faith moving forward. You don't just have faith and sit on it. You, you use your faith and you believe God and you trust God. And so um, I had a lot of stuff left over from that. And um, I decided that today I want to kind of circle back to this because it's such an important topic. And I think that sometimes in Christianity where we miss it is when we just settle for whatever comes our way. Instead of using our faith, instead of drawing the line in the sand and saying, this is what we are and this is what we believe and this is what we accomplish and here's how we're trusting God. Instead of sticking to those and using our faith, sometimes we just come what may, you know, whatever comes into it, then that's what God God's best is for us or whatever. And, and, and I think it's important for us to always have this idea of the scripture says, now faith is. Faith is now, not whatever's coming our way, not whatever. Now we use our faith. We use our faith, our faith now for what's coming at us. Amen? And so I want to do a little bit of, of backup, and I want to kind of refresh you a little bit where we got this idea. And then I have four simple thoughts, uh, four senses that we have to use um, in our walk with, with God and using our faith. And so we'll back up a little bit to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And this is our premise of the whole thought here. But Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse number 2, For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. So you could say it like, like this, By their faith the elders got the job done. By the fact that they used their faith and they were in their faith, that's how they accomplished, that's how they obtained good testimony, by their faith. Verse 3, it says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we know that things come from faith. Literally, the scripture says we're to be imitators of God. We talked about this last week. If we're to be imitators of God and God spoke the world into existence, then that means things in our life come into existence by the words that we speak. If we put our faith behind it and we talk right and we use our faith, and, we, and we'll talk about it here in a minute, the words that we use are really important. Last week we shared that what's on your tongue is in your future. The scripture says life and death is in the power of your tongue. What you speak the scripture said, those who love it will eat its fruit. What it's saying is this, life and death is in the power of the tongue. What you say, you're going to have. So if you're speaking negatively in doubt, and, and then you're going to have those things. If you're speaking life into your situation, you're going to see those things. And we don't always understand how it's going to work out or how it's going to fit, but we, gotta, we serve a God who does know. Somebody say amen. Yeah. And so if God did that, if God spoke the world into existence by using his words in faith, uh, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So what he spoke came into existence. Things come from faith. We can create using our faith things when we're lined up with the word of God. In verse 4, it says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, 
through it, he being dead still speaks. So you could say the same thing about this situation. By faith, he got the job done. The scripture says by faith, he was able to offer a more excellent sacrifice. And through it, people called him righteous. It was obvious that he was righteous. In our life, through faith and sacrifice. So by faith, he was able to offer a sacrifice that made people in his world say, yeah, he, he's righteous. He's got, he's got God on the inside of him. Same thing in our life. When we use our faith and we sacrifice and we trust and we believe God, it's going to cause those in our life to say, man, God really is moving in their life. So we say, that's good. I know it's a holiday and you get extra kingdom bucks for being here, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's okay to give me a little amen and, and let me know that you're, you're playing with me. Somebody say amen. <laughs> okay, good. We're there. Uh, here's the thing. People that come to church on Memorial Day, uh, they're either people... Uh, they're either, people that, they're either people that hate camping or love church. Like, they're either the super churchies or there's the people that hate camping. Um, see, the grumbles are like, yeah, I hate camping. It's the worst. Uh, okay. So notice the scripture said this about him. I won't spend a lot of time on it just because we got to get into the next thoughts. But notice the scripture didn't say that his excellent sacrifice was obtained because of the people that he knew or how he was brought up or he had the perfect living situation, or he had the most money. It was through faith he was able to offer the most excellent sacrifice. Life will deal you cards that you don't want to play. And you can either choose to accept that and live in that, or you can say, I don't have the perfect scenario here, but by faith, I believe that God can do something with it. All right. I thought about it like this. Verse 6 then says this. But without faith, it is impossible to please him or please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, like we just talked about this morning. So here's the thing. When Jesus died on the cross, he provided a lot of things for us. He provided healing for our body. He provided um, all of those things that were broken off for our life when he died on the cross, our sins to be forgiven, all those things, healing and all this provision, prosperity, God promises, all those kind of things. But how many know when you become a Christian, that stuff doesn't automatically happen? You know, all of a sudden, totally healed, totally feel good in your body. All of a sudden, your bank account's full. You're good to go. No, why? Because there's still a requirement on our end, and it's what verse 6 is saying about we must come to God with faith, believing that as we seek him, he is a rewarder of, of our lives. Like we said, as we seek him, he adds on to our lives. And so faith is the key component that allows us to access what Jesus did on the cross for us. And so the joy of the Lord in your life, uh, healing, all of those kinds of things, we have to use our faith, faith and seek God that he's a rewarder of those who come at him with faith. Amen? Four things for you quick, and then we'll be, we'll be out of here. Uh, we'll enjoy the weather. And I give you permission as a pastor that if anyone complains about the heat today, you can punch him right in the face. And you can say, that's from my pastor. And then say, I go to one of the Reformed churches over here. So, and then we'll be good to go. Just kidding. I love all the churches here. I do. I go to, I, I do. Yeah, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. Tell him, tell him you're a Jehovah Witness. So I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You guys are throwing your spears at me like, you're the ones laughing. You should have, you know, it's like laughing is agreeing. So four things for you. Write it down. Um, four things. Number one, faith has ears. 
I want you to train your life, and we're all working on this. As I said last week, last week I was talking about the power of your words, and I kept getting busted all week and like how I was saying things out of, you know, wrong. So we all got to train ourselves on these things. When you get into a situation, you have to think, okay, what are my faith ears hearing in this situation? What, what, so as we talk about these four things, be, be in every situation saying, okay, what are my faith ears hearing right now? And here's what I wrote down. Faith has the ability to hear beyond the natural. So beyond what you're literally he- hearing, faith has the ability to hear beyond the, at- the natural. When faith is active in your life, you won't hear what other people are hearing. Faith hears the sound, but faith doesn't hear the sound, but it hears what's What's in the sound? She's like, oh, man, you're talking crazy babble. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Here's the deal. Have you ever had somebody explain a situation to you that was fact? And so someone comes to you and they say, hey, here's this thing and da-da-da-da-da, and this is going on. But when they're sharing, there's something on the inside of you saying, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I know that's not the case. Or I know that's not going to be the end result. Or I know that's not the end of the story. Somebody say amen. Why? Because that's your faith hearing differently. That's your faith saying, no, 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 no. God can do something with this. That isn't the end. No, 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 no. God can work with that and work with this. And so you have these faith ears in a way that can hear things different than how you may be hearing it. Uh, maybe you're at work and some people are talking in an atmosphere and they're, and they're bringing up this and they're saying, oh, you know, the company's going to go to this and this. And, and God is just telling you, no, 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 don't go with them. Hear differently. Hear differently. I got this plan. I got this thing. And so hearing differently can actually save you in situations because you're hearing what's going on in the natural, but you have this faith response on the inside. Now, honestly, the scripture says all the time that we have to ask God for wisdom. So I'm not saying every situation that's in your life isn't a truth. And you should just be naive and believe whatever you want. That's not what I'm saying. But that's why the scripture says you ask for wisdom to discern, God, are you prompting me? Are you nudging me? Are you leading me in a direction? Am I hearing faith right now? Am I hearing something that I should be? Or, or do I need wisdom right here to discern? No, this is the case. Are you all with me? Do you agree? Does that make sense? Yeah. And so many times in scripture, And that's why the scripture says, now faith is. Now faith is. So you may hear something, but now is the time that you activate your faith for it. So you got, this thing comes up and you hear this thing and your response to it needs to be faith. Now faith. I may have heard that diagnosis or I may have heard that report, but right now my faith is dot, 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 what God has called you into. Don't worry about your future. We get all caught up in the anxiety and what's God going to do with this and what's going to... All that matters is what God spoke to you and your faith now. Amen? The planting this church. We had so many more question marks and what seemed like probably dead ends because the enemy's a liar and he's good at doing that. So they say, oh, we got a question mark over here. I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how. So the enemy's going to make all of those look like closed doors and dead ends. So some of you that are going through dead ends in your life, you need to know that now is faith. And you need to believe God that he can open doors. and Amen. And so there's many times in this church plant that, that you just said, God, I literally don't understand how this, this, or this, or this is going to work. And we're kind of running out of time because God always takes it to the end. But right now, I know what you spoke to me, and I know what I believe it's going to be. And so right now, I'm using my faith ears to hear what you would say to help us get to the next level. The story of Elijah literally is this. Elijah, scripture says that he was off praying one day, 
And uh, he called for the famine. He called for a famine. He said, it will not rain for three and a half years. And after the three and a half years, when he knew it was time for the drought to be over, he literally said what? He said, I hear the sound of a rain cloud, of a storm. I, he, he said, and so he took his servant boy and he sent him over there and he said, go over to the hill, go check and see is rain. And the servant went and he said, he said, no, there's nothing. There's not even a dark cloud. There's, he said, but I hear the sound of, those were his faith ears. Somebody say amen. Yeah. It wasn't thunder and lightning and no one else heard it. He was in his faith ears saying, God, I know what you've called me to. I know what I'm believing to. I hear. So many times <clears throat> I could be in the same room as, so Jess and I, we're in the same room, and this is why worship is important, because I promise you, people on this side of the room this morning and people on this side of the room this morning, they heard the same worship song, but their faith ears heard different encouragements, right? Yeah. We all encountered that, and so that's why worship is important. That's why reading the Word is so important. Why? Because as you're reading and being inspired and coming to God and singing of who He is, your faith ears start to hear, you know what? God's got this. Because he's beautiful and he's great and he's more than we can even imagine. We sang the song Indescribable. He put the stars in place and he did this. And God can handle this and your faith ears start to hear. Amen? Yeah. So you have to have faith ears. Number two, faith has a language. We talked about this a little bit last week. But you got to be conscious of what you're saying. Uh, actually, all week last week we talked about this. Use your words positively. Uh, faith often speaks the opposite of reality. And you say, well, that's crazy talk. But the scripture says he calls things that not as though they were. So God is a God who sees a situation and literally calls it not as though he uses his faith word and speaks different. I'm so glad that God called us different than our past. When we were, maybe for some of you, uh, when your college days, God called you different than how you lived then. Somebody say amen. Our addiction lifestyle, some of the things that we were a part of, God called us different than that. And now we get to walk in the, the things that he's called us. We can't wait for things to be perfect. We have to speak right to him. The scripture says, like we shared last week, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, mustard seed, you shall say to the mountain, go throw yourself in the sea. So the obstacle in your life, in order for it to be removed, the scripture says you have to use your words. Say to it. Why? Because faith has a language. You have to use your words. We have to stop saying Oh, my job is the worst. My kids are driving me crazy. Right? We got all that kind of stuff. Oh, my husband, let's not even bring up husbands, right? It's like, you know, we got to stop saying those kinds of things about our life. Why? Because faith has a language. Start speaking what you're believing over those situations. You have to speak what you hear and you will see what you say. It's a good one to write down. You have to speak what you hear and you will see what you say. So stop, stop talking crazy about some of the things. The scripture says, speak good and curse not. So stop, stop putting curse things into your life of that's going to be this or that's going to be that. We're never going to have enough money. We're never going to be able to do that. We're never going to speak good and curse not about your life. Number three, faith has eyes. Faith has eyes. There's so many times that you can walk into a situation thinking, it's going to be this. And when you get there, your faith eyes go, wait a minute. There's so much more going on here. And God like takes the scales off this situation you've been struggling with off your eyes. And you walk in and you say, whoa, this, this, this is what's really going on here. Why? Because faith has eyes. It sees things. I remember as a youth pastor, 
Man, I love teenagers, and uh, we're going to be doing some more youth ministry stuff this fall here uh, with the church. But if you didn't have the eyes to see past uh, some things, <laughs> and I don't have to go into detail, uh, you would never make it as a, as a youth pastor because you have to look past where they are. You have to see them beyond kind of the actions and where it is and some of the decisions that they make because faith has eyes. You, you, you have to look past situations and scenarios because faith has eyes. Spiritual eyes were built to see the invisible. Moses, the scripture says about Moses when he was in Egypt, it says Moses endured Egypt by seeing him who was invisible. And that's kind of like vision, having vision. Sometimes, uh, Jess and I are in a house hunt right now. We're looking for a house, and uh, we finally decided it might be a good idea to move out of my parents' house. And um, we were trying to make it a lifer. Uh, my sister's here. She's like, amen. So, but, um, you know, I'm just really sick of parenting them. And so I need to um, probably move out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, good, good, thanks. They're, uh, they're up in Kidsmen right now. They, they, were, they serve with our kids, so I'm getting away with it. But... Um, anyway, so it's funny when you have a vision for something, how your life can line up with it. And so example is this, when we weren't on a house hunt, it was like, how are we going to make it? How can we wait until this then or there? But when you get a vision of something and you can start to line your life up with, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to get to this and we're going to get to this. And that's what having spiritual eyes is. You know what? My kids are going to be this. And I'm going to speak right over them. And I'm, and I'm going to see them past where they are. And I'm going to have eyes for them. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Why? Because you have a vision for your life. And it'll make your life so much easier. Somebody say amen. you got to use your, your faith eyes. You don't need faith. If you don't need faith, then you're never going to see. If you say, oh, I don't need to use faith. I can, I can read a book or I can study or I can do it. Then you're eliminating the whole spiritual vision part that God has for your life. The scripture is all full of make a vision, write it down. That's what the scripture literally says. It says, have a vision and write it down so that you may be reminded and see it. Part of, part of what we've been talking about for our house is literally, Jess and I have been like sending each other scriptures that we're going to write on our walls, literally like write on our walls. Now, I don't want you to think you're going to walk into like a Christian TV studio, like gold chairs and like all these scriptures, <laughs> but like often she'll write on chalkboards and just remind us of these things in front of us. Why? Because we want to see with our spiritual eyes, not with our natural eyes. Amen. We walk by faith, the scripture says, and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, DJ, you can come up and play. My last thought is this. Number four, I shared a little bit of this a couple weeks ago, but I want you to hear this thought. Faith doesn't give up. One of the attributes or one of the, one of the things that you do when you're in faith is you don't give up. Sometimes simple as that. Scripture says, when I've done all that I know to do, I what? Still stand. When I've stood and I stood and I stood, the scripture says, that God can give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. You may be in a situation where you're like, this thing should sink me. But I have this peace right now and I don't understand it. Why? Because that's what God can give you. Scripture says that. That he can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't understand. I can't equate it. I can't figure it out. I can't put all the numbers together for it. But I just know that I have this peace because that's God. So sometimes faith just doesn't quit. When I've done all I know to do, I'm going to stand. 
And God's going to give you that peace that passes understanding. A lot of times people quit when God doesn't do it the way that they wanted God to do it. Well, forget it. I thought God was going to do it like this. And so he's not, and so I quit. But all throughout scripture, the way Jesus did ministry was messing with people's ways. Remember, he put the mud in the guy's eye, and then he did this thing on the Sabbath. And he always messed with the routine. Why? Because you would put your faith in the routine and not in God. And so when it doesn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen, maybe that's still God. Amen? A lot of people that we would consider spiritual giants or our heroes or whatever, and we think, oh, man, I wish I could be like them. I wish that a lot of them have faced the same things you faced. They just didn't quit. Oh, I wish I had it like they did, or I wish I could do it like that. We all get thrown in the same ditches, but some of us just get back out. We just don't quit. A lot of times in business, they say this. They say like 90% of businesses that fail, that go under new entrepreneurial businesses, I believe it's over 90% of them. It's not because their product wasn't gonna work or the business wasn't gonna make it. It was just simply that they quit too soon. I hope that's not our life, that after God's called us to something and you're on this faith journey and you're facing your Red Sea and uh, God, I don't know how we're gonna make it. How are we gonna, and you quit too soon right before your sea is split and you get to walk through to your promised land. I hope that you're the person who can stay and not quit. Somebody say amen. I love this thought in closing. Every temptation is an offer to doubt God's love and wisdom. So every temptation to quit or to stop or to say, ah, I, don't, I don't believe anymore could be in a way that you're saying, I'm doubting God's love and wisdom in my life. I need to pull the reins back in and put myself back in control. Every temptation is an offer to doubt God's love and wisdom and way for your life, really, you could say. This is awesome. Do dogs like bones? No. They like steaks, but they settle for bones. How many of us are like, I love bones. Do you love bones? Or would you prefer a steak? And I wonder, it's such a crazy thing. But this week, I encourage you to interact with each other and say, are you settling for a bone right now? Or could you have a steak if you just stayed standing and not quitting and pursuing what God has for you? Amen. Won't you stand? Won't you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're in here this morning and you've never made a commitment for Christ, meaning you've never decided to make him Lord of your life or you've never decided to become a Christ follower, if you're here and you say, man, I, I kind of feeling this nudge. I feel like I need to put some things in order and today I'm gonna choose to be a Christ follower. Basically what you're doing is you're saying from this day forward, I'm gonna walk as a Christian. I'm gonna be a believer. The scripture says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, you shall be saved. You'll be on your way to heaven. Your sins are forgiven. And so what we're going to do with nobody looking around, when I count to three, I'm going to have you raise your hand. You're going to stay in your seat. You're not going to come forward. We're not going to embarrass anybody or have you come out, anything like that. What we'll do is corporately, all of us together at the same time, we'll just repeat a prayer after me. I'll, I'll lead you in a prayer and you can just repeat it. But that's what it is. The scripture says, if you can confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, 
that's your first step in your walk with God on your new life to Christianity. Maybe you've done that before, but today you're like, I need to make a, make a recommitment. It's the same thing. We'll just all pray together and uh, you can make that recommitment. And I know from this day forward, as you've sought the kingdom of God, everything will be added unto your life. God will show up in a way that he'll start meeting your need and walking alongside you because you've sought first the kingdom. So with nobody looking around, if that's you and you, you want to be in on that prayer, on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Anybody in here? Again, not going to embarrass you or single you out. Or, I don't Okay, keep your heads bowed. Here's what we're going to do. If you're in here this morning and you say, some of this sermon is connected with me. You know, maybe it was one of the four points or something like that, but maybe God's calling you, he's calling all of us really, to do these four things, to see with our faith eyes, hear with our faith ears, use our faith words, and, and to not be someone who quits. So I just want to pray over all of us, but I don't want you to just listen to me pray. I want you to receive the prayer and agree with me and, and know that when you leave here, you can leave better than you came. So let's all pray this just agree with me while I pray this. God, we love you so much. We thank you for every person here. Lord, we know it's not an accident that they're here. Lord, we know that however they got here, for whatever reason, uh, Lord, it was your plan. It was your design for them to hear this word and to worship together uh, this morning. And so, God, I just pray that whatever area needs encouragement, whatever area needs provision, whatever area may be a question mark that looks like a dead end, God, we want you to lead us through it and into it. God, give us vision. Give us the right words to speak. Give us the faith ears to hear. God, let us not quit. Lord, we don't know how you're going to do it or calculate it, and that's okay because we know that when we give up the right to understand, the peace that surpasses all understanding is a part of our life. So God, give us that wisdom we talked about. Give us the ability to walk in faith not just stand in faith, but walk in faith. And Lord, we do it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say amen.